tonight. No, no, no. Don't grab anybody. You can bring Tanya. You guys aren't coming with me. It's opening night. It's a work night. I need you. Fuck that, man. Come on, I'm serious. No, you're not. Episode four of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast is here. My name is J.R. Hickey. I'm a comedian and writer from San Francisco. I am your host. We are going through each and every one of Entourage's 96 episodes week over week, every Monday morning. Make sure you tune in. We are now up and running on iTunes, Google Play Store, Spotify, and Stitcher, so you have no excuse not to subscribe. Leave us a five-star review uh, if you're so inclined. Five-star reviews really help us out in the algorithm that uh, Apple uses to rank their podcasts. I'm super excited to talk about Episode 4 of Season 1 of Entourage Date Night. We have an extra special guest for you guys today. She runs the very funny Urban Jap Twitter account. She's a very talented and funny author. Her book, Gwat is Extra, But So Am I, comes out this spring from Powerhouse Books. Coming to us all the way from New York City, Sarah Salomon, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. We like to start every episode talking about everyone's different experiences with podcasts. And I'm interested to hear yours as a female. I don't want to say that like a dozen <laughs> times over the course of the next 30, 40 minutes. But it, I, safe to say I've had Brandon Wennard, David Cavucci on so far. You know, we all wrote for BroBible.com. We're all, for lack of a better description, <laughs> white males. I- I mean, t- to be fair, I also write for Bro Bible. That's I right, love that's Bro. Right. I love Bro Bible. <laughs> but I'd love to hear your opinion on and your experience with Entourage, how it started, when you started watching it. Did you continue to watch it for all eight seasons? What was your experience? So Entourage came out when I was in high school and college, and it was the show. It was um, it was the Bro like going out show. It's what we what we used to watch before we were when we were pre gaming, and it was like the Bro equivalent of Sex and the City. And I haven't seen it in like a decade. I was shocked and horrified yep. last night. <laughs> I I just couldn't I, I couldn't believe I was obsessed with the show. Yep. It's a little bit of an eye opener, isn't it? Oh god. And then Vince just looks like a greasy Timothy Chalamet <laughs> and I used to have the biggest crush on him and it was oh god, I hate myself. I can't I can't wait to get into it. So was it like a was it a Sunday night tradition? Did you gather with people at, you know at someone's house and watch or what was your what was your like what was your entourage viewing experience like? Oh god, so we'd usually be like at a frat house or I I'd be at my friend's place cuz she had a much like larger apartment than uh-huh. I did cuz I was still in the dorms yeah. and we would just get hammered and I I just all those poor decisions like all the terrible liquor i was drinking just complimented it yeah and here we all are now adults (laughs) working professionals (laughs) looking back every single person i've talked to has gone oh we were at a frat house oh we were i'm i'm going to be shot if i hear someone have a different experience i'd love to have someone on who's like you know i was married at that point i had three kids (laughs) to wait to put the kids to sleep and watch entourage i mean this very much was a time capsule to a generation and yeah, hasn't aged well. That segment is coming up. But what, what do you say? Let's do it. Do you want to talk about date night? Sure, I'd love to. It was a very uh, female appropriate episode. Yeah, you know, it, it actually, and I actually didn't plan that. You came highly recommended from both Brandon and David, so I'm glad that it worked out uh, in that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So, Date Night aired on Sunday, August 8th, 2004. The number one song on the Billboard charts at the time. For the past two weeks, it was Confessions Part 2 by Usher. But this week, it was usurped by a new song. Sarah, do you have any idea what that song could be? Something by Britney Spears? Unfortunately not. It's another hip-hop song. It is the song Slow Motion by Juvenile. That just, like, makes me think of, like, Blue Wave Vodka. Yep, yep, absolutely. The night before this episode aired, the Hollywood homes shared by celebrity socialites Paris and Nikki Hilton had been burglarized. Thieves took jewelry, watches, and a laptop computer. This was the beginning of a series of burglaries that spawned the 2010 Vanity Fair article, The Suspects Wore Louboutins by Nancy Jo Sales, and is what the 2013 film The Bling Ring starring Emma Watson is based on. I just think we wanted to be a part of like the lifestyle, the lifestyle that everybody kind of wants. Hey, I can be the answer. I'm ready to dance when the vampire. Paris Hilton's hosting a party in Vegas tonight. Where does she live? Do you think we could find a way in? I I don't know. Come on, let's go to Paris's. I want to rob. Just for some reference points here. Do you remember that? Did you see the movie The Bling Ring? I didn't. I should have. But I so there was a thread on Reddit talking about like which celebrities are very nice in real life. And Paris Hilton was kept being named over and over and over again. Apparently, she's just a sweetheart. Interesting. She's a DJ now, too. Aren't we all? <laughs> Seriously. I saw The Bling Rain. It was not a good movie, but it just was interesting that, like, this was that point in time, 2004. Yeah, long fucking time ago. In this episode, Ari wakes Eric up with a phone call to remind him that tonight is the all-important opening night for Vince's movie. Immediately after Eric hangs up, Emily unexpectedly drops off fan mail. Drama introduces the guy to his latest lady friend back at the house, and then they discuss their plans for the evening over breakfast at a diner. Vince's major work for the day is a stop at Bid Boy's Neighborhood, a local radio show. As a result of the appearance, Vince secures a date for himself with Justine Chapin, and while everybody else gets ready for the night's activities, Ari video conferences with Eric to tell him that the matinee numbers for Vince's movie have been less than stellar because it is in direct competition with the latest Pixar feature. Kristen also calls to confess to Eric that she might still harbor feelings for him. Turtle resorts to desperate measures to get a date for their night of bowling, and it does not go unspoiled. After bowling, the large group make a stop at a nightclub, where one by one, the boys find themselves alone. The night does not end on a bad note, however, and Ari arrives with some good news. That's a pretty high-level overview. Did I miss anything? We'll get into the the nuts and bolts. Did I I miss anything you think over that synopsis? I mean, I think you got it. You got it under control. All right. We'd like to start with some positive notes. What was your favorite moment from this episode, Sarah? Well, my favorite moment is always going to be when Mrs. Ari Gold shows up. So (laughs) (laughs) I remember like being obsessed with her when I was little. And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, my God, she was wearing a Jay McLaughlin top in that scene. I think I have that. Um, So uh, when she gets mad that Ari has to bail on date night and she tells him to give her the fucking keys to the car, because <laughs> I truly empathize with that situation. They're like, I got to go. It's work. And you're like, that was Vince. I got to go. I got to go do this. You know, uh, what are you talking about? This is our night. It's 24 seven with this shit, baby. I love you. Don't wait up. Okay. You promised me these few fleeting fucking hours. Yeah, you are we, staying here. This is our movie night. We go to a movie every Saturday <laughs> or something like that. 
Interestingly enough, the actress Perry Reeves, she was actually shuttled directly over from shooting her last scene in the Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie film, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, to play the role of Mrs. Ari in this one scene. And it was only supposed to be like a one-off character, one-off scene, but of course she became a very integral part to the plot later, much later on in the show. Oh, she makes athleisure great again. Oh, I mean, yeah. She, at those tennis outfits, can't beat them. And you know what? The fact that she remained Mrs. Ari for like seven and a half seasons, I thought it was bullshit that they gave her a name in the last like six episodes. Do you remember that? Yeah, no, that that was not cool. She had to be Mrs. Ari Gold. She had to be Mrs. Ari Gold. I mean, maybe in retrospect they should have given her a name, <laughs> given how <laughs> she's a strong female character, but we'll dip to that. My favorite moment from the episode is Ari's tradition of waking Eric up on opening day of their movie. It's game day, baby. Wake the fuck up. What? We're opening today. We got hot little teens right now walking into theaters on the East Coast to support our boy. Why aren't you awake? What time is it? It's time for you to wake the fuck up. I already shot a 72, bitch. What, on the front nine? Yeah, that's funny, cunty. This is the first iteration of that, but, you know, throughout the course of the series, he always is waking Eric up at the at the butt crack of dawn to say opening day baby you know it's always Ari like working out or playing golf or exercising and Eric is like dead asleep it was a nice like uh precursor to that so I like that moment <sighs> okay <laughs> deep breath before this one what was your least favorite moment of the episode Sarah this this might sound like a cop-out but um the intro because it used to like bring me such joy I'm like yeah entourage <laughs> is starting like <laughs> fun time with my friends and now I'm, I'm just looking at it being like why did i like this why did i enjoy this, this the writing is terrible <laughs> the intro um it's funny we you know we're, we're four episodes in here and we have yet to really discuss the intro of the show it's very much a show it's very much like an introduction that like a a studio head put together they're like, we'll have the boys driving in a convertible down Sunset Boulevard. We'll cut to, like, hot girls and people on the streets. And over it all, we'll have a Jane's Addiction song. Because that's what the kids are listening to these days is Jane's Addiction. God, it's like everything we thought was cool before the internet actually showed us what was yeah. actually legitimate. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, perfect. That's why this podcast is called Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah. Because, well, we thought this was cool. <laughs> Um, I'd say my least favorite moment is Kristen, Eric's ex-girlfriend. I don't like any, any, you know, introduction of Kristen in any of these episodes, but her calling him and trying to play mind games with him. Hello. So, who is she? Too soon. My friend told me they heard you on Power 106 this morning. Oh, yeah? Since when do your friends listen to rap music? You're taking a first date out with the guys? Okay, I guess you don't want this one to work out either. It, very manipulative. She's like valley girl like kate on makeup she just 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 gives me like a bad vibe and i get it that's what the character is supposed to do she's supposed to be like the antagonistic ex-girlfriend to eric this first season but i just honestly don't like any scene that she's in so she's always in my my least favorite moments cannot blame you <laughs> favorite line from this episode there are a lot of good ones but uh, I'll, I'll i'll turn the floor over to you Oh, God, I think there there were a lot of contenders, but I think it has to be, is that Jason Bateman when that <laughs> <laughs> when the chick that uh, Turtle flew in, like, just, like, latches onto someone else at the club? Yeah. Is that Jason Bateman? What? Oh, get the fuck out of here. Who would... <laughs> I, was Jason Bateman that hot back then, or... <laughs> 2004. Or she that... 
Or I is honest, she just a star fucker? She she clearly was a star fucker. I mean, that I think was pretty true. But Jason Bateman was that was probably before Arrested Development. I don't have his IMDb up in front of me, but yeah, wasn't in the forefront of people's consciousness at that point. My favorite line from the episode is the aforementioned uh, Mrs. Ari scene as they're leaving. Ari, uh, could I have the car keys, please? <laughs> Come on! There's a cab stand at fucking Yucca! <laughs> he goes ballistic. <laughs> like, like he throws a temper tantrum like a little boy. And it's funny in retrospect, but it also just shows that like, every single time Mrs. Ari is in a scene with him, she just puts him in his place and he like falls perfectly in line. Give me the fucking keys. Drop me off. He throws a fit, and then he does exactly what she asks. Well, that's the ideal relationship. <laughs> also, I, I didn't realize that every dude I've dated is somehow, like, indirectly related to Ari Gold. Just, like, the temperament. Oh, uh, yeah. And just, like, the tone. Ugh. Probably tells you a lot about your... It's probably from watching all that entourage in those formidable years. You started to model every die off of Ari Gold. Is that what you think? <laughs> I just have terrible taste in men. I think that's what it just comes down to. <laughs> okay. Best song. There were a lot of good songs in this episode. What was your favorite, Sarah? I'd have to say Toxic by Britney Spears. Club Prey, which is very problematic in itself, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I totally missed the Club Prey part. <laughs> Spelled P-R-E-Y, not P-R-A-Y. Um, yeah, Toxic. I've yeah, there are a lot of good songs in this episode. The Body That Be by Black Eyed Peas is over the end credits. One Black Eyed Peas song that I can tolerate. Um, there was Beware of the Boys by DJ Punjabi while they were driving around um, after bowling. But my favorite song, not as well known, Bubba Sparks song, not as well known as Miss New Booty, but just as good, is Jimmy Mathis. Plays while Turtle is asking that girl out over the phone, and it kind of leads into them uh, uh, going to a uh, uh, Bid Boy studio. So I really like Jimmy Mathis by Bubba Sparks. <laughs> that was actually my worst song. Really? Why? Uh, yeah, I just don't like Bubba Sparks. I I don't know why. What's not just, to like? I just, <laughs> I, just, I just can't get into it. I understand. It's okay. It's not for everyone. Bubba Sparks is of, of a very refined taste. So I, I completely understand. We're clearly both of us are very refined. Yes, clearly. Okay, unfortunately, and I was a little bummed, you know, we had a lot of celebrity cameos in last week's episode, Talk Show, uh, when I had David Cavucci on. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, please go back and listen. We had a great time. There was like five, maybe eight celebrity cameos in that episode. There's really only one in this episode, and it's not even that bit of a celebrity cameo. Uh, bid boy from Power 106. I mean, do you would anyone else jump out at you as being a bid celebrity, Sarah? Uh, well, Lee Meister. Lee the Meister, chick who was on our Pure Tour. Um, was right? Gossip Girl out then? Oh, oh, the actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lee Meister. So it, this was this all preceded Gossip Girl. So yeah, Justine Chapin. I don't consider her a celebrity cameo because it's not a celebrity playing themselves. It's more of a celebrity actress playing a character. But yeah, I would say. She could be uh, considered a celebrity cameo. This was uh, three years before uh, Gossip Girl. Well, she looked great. I mean, she, extremely she did, young. But... She did look great. Uh, I mean, I'll talk a little bit later about how I feel about her character. I'm sure everyone who's listened up until this point knows that. But, yeah, I chose Bid Boy from Power 106. You know, he was born Kurt Alexandra. And from 1997, he hosted the morning show. 
at LA Rhythm at Contemporary Station, KPWR, Power 106. In February of 2015, he moved to the real 92.3. He used to be really overweight, uh, as you can see from this episode. That was where his nickname came from. But then he got duodenal switch surgery in 2003, where he lost almost 250 pounds. Good for him. No longer Bid Boy, but probably still goes by Bid Boy. That's great. And there, and there really are no bad celebrity cameos. We like to, you know, sometimes call it out, but I didn't, none jumped out at me as being... Yeah, the only thing that really um, made me sad was uh, Bo Garrett was in there, the chick who told Viz at the end of the show that she was going to, she they go to the same gym. Oh, yes. She, she plays the hot mom on Girlfriend's Guy's Divorce, so it was weird seeing her, like, as a... Uh, a much younger woman versus like watching her now where she plays a woman who like her life focuses on her kids sure and what's funny she's actually the super vegan yoga uh girlfriend in the next episode uh which is the script in the sherpa she's very prominent in the next episode where she's like the nagging girlfriend who gets in the way of all the boys fun so it's interesting to show that like they actually made a connection from episode four to episode five the girl that vince meets at the very end of this episode becomes his new girlfriend in episode five it'll be funny taking a look over the next 90 some episodes at the random hot girls that kind of flit in and out and which ones went on to much bigger careers because I didn't catch that one, but uh, I'm not surprised, to be honest with you. Okay, Sarah, here it is. <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. about this episode has not aged well? Take it away. Besides the entire episode. Um, <laughs> so where do I begin? Uh, the fan mail in lieu of emails and Instagram yep. DM slides. Yep, yep. Which, I mean... If who hasn't DM'd their favorite celebrity? Um, so the, also this this really bothered me. Obviously, the reoccurring theme of how it's preposterous that the woman in this episode took on a more masculine role. Yep. So like dr- dramas, bodybuilder hookup, E's girlfriend asked him out or not? Not E's girlfriend, the girl. Yeah, Emily. Uh, yeah. Tanya or whatever, and um, that it was like feminine that drama shaved his pubes. I mean. <laughs> That's just good hygiene, personally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I just had this argument yesterday. It's fine if men shave. I yeah. actually appreciate it. But Absolutely. I will not get into that. Um, the anecdote about Mel Gibson carrying the cross up oh, the canyon yes. before Passion of the Christ <laughs> opened. Oh. Um, the little anecdote about Demi cutting Ashton's steak into little pieces. Yep. And then, of course, Club Prey in general. Club Prey in general was one I completely missed because I didn't realize that it was P-R-E-Y until just a few minutes before we recorded. Yeah, uh, just piggybacking on all of yours. The naked photo itself, I think her name was uh, Joanna, sent to Vince. It's really Mm -hmm. weird because it's clearly taken like in her kitchen in broad daylight and it had to have been on like a tripod with like a digital camera which just thinking about like you know nudes and naked selfies and everything like that how much more complicated it must have been that didn't age well yeah all the lines that you know big boys like wait your boy got asked out on a date turtle at breakfast is like he's fucking a guy you're getting asked out like a little bitch i'd say it's a very big deal (laughs) those things are totally fine <laughs> it's, um, yeah i mean I, I i always ask out dudes i think it's it's just easier <laughs> why wait around i think guys like to be asked out it's a nice uh, change of pace instead of constantly having to be in pursuit to be pursued you know it's a nice confidence booster a- anyways um ari video chatting eric on his like macbook 1.0 or whatever or his mac oh, iMac yeah. and it's oh. very 
he also says in the video chat, I had video sets with an Ecuadorian girl this morning. Like, either he's bullshitting or he actually did, which is, again, another season one Arya's a scumbag trope, which no one likes. And then at the very end, at, at Club Prey, you know, it was another hard F word uttered by Tanya. Hey, I saw your movie today. You were great. Oh, yeah. Thanks. What's your name? Hey, hi, Connie. Maybe you can't talk to the fans like that. Don't be a faggot, Johnny. Don't call me a faggot. Ugh, made me jump out of my skin when I saw it. Didn't even remember it happened until I rewatched it. F words and no bueno. Um, yeah, no, this was a... It, it, the whole episode was just very eye-opening. I can't, I can't believe that people were so derogatory towards women just, like, what, a decade ago? Yeah. I would say... You know, of the first four episodes, or of the first few episodes, this is probably the most, and this word is thrown around a lot, but this is the most problematic. There is a lot of things that just really, with what, looking at them with the nude lenses is um, shocking. <laughs> we can't yeah. defend it, because this is a show that we all loved growing up, but we can look back and go, maybe that wasn't uh, as good or as funny or as entertaining as we thought it was. Okay. I mean, it's still entertaining as hell. You just need an edible or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or a cold beer. Um, uh, every week we talked about the Marvin Award for Best New Character. I think you already named yours, and I think I'm in agreement. Mine's Mrs. Mm-hmm. Ari. Oh, yeah. She's going to be my favorite character for every damn episode, so. Yeah. Give me the fucking tease. There's a tab stand at fucking yucca. It's just it's just power, power moves to the highest degree. Love her. The Dom Award for Worst New Character. Sarah, who is yours? Um, I really hated that chick that Turtle flew in. Yeah. She was just such a raving bitch. Yeah. She was also, like, supposed to be, like, some sort of psychopath. You know, E keeps saying, like, she's going to fucking slit our throats or whatever. E keeps saying, like, I don't know. She's a fan. Uh, I'm not saying that, like, she, she just didn't seem that bad. She just seemed like she was a star fucker. I don't know. They just assumed that she was ready to, like, dismember everybody. Yeah, and I didn't like how she was being um really mean to the other girls. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have no experience in that area, but like it, you know, it just that tatty stuff doesn't doesn't play very well. I would say my award for worst new character is definitely Justine Chapin. Again, I think I've nominated her three out of the last four <laughs> episodes. I just don't like the character. It's aged. It's very aged, like this virginal pop star, very clearly like a parody of Britney Spears ironic because they're at prey listening to britney spears um yeah just don't like her she doesn't pop up again for another couple seasons thank god uh not to get super graphic here but the last thing she says to vince is like if we would have hooked up tonight i would have given you the best head of your life yeah but there are other girls that could have done that and then had sex with <laughs> vince <laughs> which, <laughs> exactly which I almost, so he's like, not gonna stop <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i i, I was a little but like, that's supposed to be like her mic drop and it's like okay <laughs> But I would have had been able to have sats with the other girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every episode, Vince is the winner. He's the A-list movie star. His friends, you know, the show revolves around him. So he's never going to be the winner of an episode. But so who besides Vince won this episode, in your opinion, Sarah? Uh, Mrs. Ari Gold, she didn't have to be a club prey. <laughs> That's a good one. She, got, she went home. She dropped Ari off and then went home and... Yeah, she could have, like, relaxed on the couch, had a glass of Chardonnay, like, used her vibrator, watched Netflix. I know, no, no Netflix. No no Netflix. Netflix. Sorry. Probably read a book, because she couldn't even look at her phone back in 2004. Oh, simpler times. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. No social media, nothing. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go the exact opposite. I'm going to say that Ari won this episode, only because 
I love the there's a tab stand at Yachta Line, but really it's that his new client Vincent Chase. We've got the number one movie in the country, motherfucker. Who beat the squirrel? Number one live action film in the country, 18.6 million dollars. I also think it's interesting, and I don't know if you what you thought about this, but this really sticks out in my mind. He walks out of the movie theater with Mrs. Ari, and he calls Eric, and he's like, "Where are you? It's Friday night. You're prey. You're, sounds like prey." How the hell would he know something like that? <laughs> how, how did he jump to a conclusion by like based on background noise where somebody is? I thought that was absurd. Yeah, I mean, the only bar I could ever think of that I would know the background noise to is this one specific one in the Upper East Side because they always play these um, like remixes of '80s songs. Okay. <laughs> I could maybe identify like a rainforest cafe because you could hear jungle sounds. <laughs> but other than that, I love that place. Other than that, no shot in hell am I talking to one of my friends and being like, "Sounds like you're at this one specific nightclub in all of Los Angeles. I'm gonna go there right now, and we're gonna we're gonna meet each other. No questions asked, no hassle." Well, Ari's probably like the creepy Delph at Club Prey, oh, like yeah. there every night with his bad hairdo. Um, oh. This also kind of shone a light on like. You know, this wasn't like, drop a pin and I'll meet you there, or like, where are you, texting each other? Like, they, they aren't texting at all in this in this episode. I don't think there was any real texting until like, halfway through the show. This was 2004, I was a sophomore in high school. I didn't get unlimited data texting until 2006, 2007, so they're a, a ways off. So there was like, some communication issues already that I can see in this yeah, how do you bail on someone if you yeah. can't text them? Yeah, seriously, you have to call them and like give an explanation, or you just don't show, you just ghost them. But there's something to that, like you could just not show up to a date and then you never see that person ever again because there's no such thing as social media. Oh, that would be amazing. Again, simpler times. <laughs> what was your favorite Johnny drama moment from this episode? Uh, when he took the batteries out of the clicker and he used them <laughs> in, um, for his, uh, his razor. Mm-hmm. That was exactly my favorite moment as well. Um, he had a couple funny lines uh, on top of that. Uh, when he's talking about uh, Tanya, he does, he does, um... I give you the ride of my life. I just hung on to those lats. Surrendered all control. Um, and then when he finds out that they're going bowling instead of going to dinner, he does... Nice. I'll get my ball. <laughs> yeah, that struck me. That was pretty adorable. I'm like, oh, of course he has his own ball. Can we talk a little bit about the Tanya character? Sure. I I appreciated her. Yeah. Uh, I, I was glad that drama got laid. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I was glad someone someone was exercising. <laughs> I thought she was a good compliment to drama. Like, honestly, it almost, it almost only would make sense that he would end up with someone like that. Like, obviously, this is episode four, so, you know. But, like, at the end of 96, like, maybe he ends up with a, a Tanya-like character. Someone who's super vain, super, you know, into their body, but... I just was like, the fact that they're all like, she's on steroids, she's a guy, like, in today's CrossFit, high-intensity interval training world, I feel like girls who have muscles, I don't know, she may have been an extreme example, but in, cer- in certainly no way, shape, or form was like, was I like, ew, she's gross. All the guys oh. were acting that way, which was which was a little unfair. She looked incredible at the club, with that, like, that top, yeah. dear God. I know. I mean, I, I can't pull that off. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Not I don't think a lot of women tan. I mean, the, her six patch specifically is what really got me because that is like no pasta, no pizza, no bread, no beer ever. Was this an A list episode, a B list episode, or a D list episode? Can I give it a C minus? <laughs> sure, C minus because 
I, I enjoyed it, but just like the negative um, theme against women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's a running theme, especially in this first season. There are no strong female characters that really like rise up and stand up to the boys, maybe besides Mrs. Zari in these first uh, couple episodes. C minus, that seems fair. Yeah, I'm giving this a D list episode. I liked some of the moments. I liked the big boy scene. I liked uh, Mrs. Ari and Ari arguing outside the movie theater. But D list for its overall poor choice of depiction of women and some of the language used and just overall the overall theme of it. So definitely a D list episode for me. I tried to find some reviews and most of them were just think pieces on this episode. <laughs> so we are like thought catalog. Like, like thought catalog, you know, a couple people on their WordPress weren't, they were, too, yeah, they were too cheap to buy the actual URL. So it was just like, you know, all these like thinkpieces.wordpress.com. So I, I didn't really want to bring those into this podcast because we're, you know, we're, we're trying to celebrate the show and all of its faults and all of its uh, wonderfulness. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, uh, will you continue watching Entourage from this point on? Are you going to, are you going to pick up the series where, where we started here, Sarah, or are you going to go ahead and let it lie for another 10 years i think i might have to let it lie but if i'm really fucked up i might be like let's see how bad this episode is (laughs) like a a switch like to a random episode be like all right let's see what i aspire to in like 2008 (laughs) absolutely absolutely awesome well thank you so much for joining us i would love to uh talk a little bit about your book which you have coming out yeah um it's called guac is extra but so am i the reluctant adults handbook um it's gonna be a great graduation present it's um it's basically a, a guide bur- guidebook for your um like early to mid 20s uh basically a lot of the hell that i and a bunch of my friends went through um it's everything from like how to pack up your apartment to um etiquette on dates um and business dinners um how to effectively ghost someone how to write a great app bio it's just everything you wanted to know but wasn't exactly in inherent and i spell it out for i spell it out for you um or any of the recent grads who would like to uh get some insider knowledge on um how awful apartments are in new york and other uh, great dating anecdotes that's great and where can it be bought where can it be found um, I, you can pre-order it on Amazon now and it will be sold in all indie bookstores, uh, in hopefully April, but it might be May. Amazing. Right around then we should be hitting early season two of, uh, <laughs> Entourage. So maybe we can have you back on then. We can talk about, we'll find another super problematic episode that we can. <laughs> the, the more problematic, the better. Perfect. Where can everyone who's listening follow you? Um, I'm Sarah Selfales, my personal account, Twitter, Instagram, and then Urban Jap is my parody. Uh, it, Urban Jap's Jewish American princess. Uh, um, this is not me. It's just a parody of everyone I know. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Guys, don't forget to follow the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah podcast, Instagram and Twitter. They are ba- both at Oh Yeah pod. And my handles are at JR will do it on both Instagram and Twitter. Sarah, thank you so much. Everyone, have a happy new year. We will see you in 2019 for another episode of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, The Entourage Podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Jim and Mathis, please come out here and tell these folks who your son is. Uh, and Papa tell Russell of the shotgun. Uh, get this loop because we ain't got none. Uh, Jim and Mathis, please come out here and tell these folks who your son is. Uh, and Papa tell Russell of the shotgun. Uh, and get this loop because uh, we ain't got none. Uh, uh, and it blew a chip.
shed for a cause that deserves it. It's blood well worth it. We fought to preserve it. You caught him in person. You know Bubba psyched out. You hate it when they talk, but love it when I shout. Fuck with me, I doubt that you really can. When I get to doing my hillbilly dance.